Hello everyone, hello audience, welcome to Deadpan Studio Presents, a show of Deadpan Studio Podcasts. How's everybody doing tonight? Of course you're not answering me. <laughs> uh, today I'm your host, The Matt. Uh, normally I'm joined by Cat, but again, I am alone this week. Um, just doing a little intro for you all. Uh, today we have Mr. Sean Lindsay from Lindsay Productions, which is a production company out of Bowling Green, Kentucky that t- takes care of both film and now music. So it's really cool. I have to say that talking to this gentleman, I had a really good time. He's very knowledgeable. He's very passionate about what he does. And I hope that uh, you, the audience, uh, gets that as much as I did. Uh, now, if you want to check out his work, you can go to Amazon Prime and uh, Amazon Prime Video and check out Remnant 13, which was their big, huge, major first uh, production that they did. Remnant 13 is a modern-day zombie survival uh, type of uh, program. There's not that many episodes. They're short episodes, but let me tell you what. They are chocked full of entertainment. They are so good. I watched it before I even met this gentleman. I watched this before I had anything to do with Lindsay Productions, um, but this is how I found out about them. I actually got to be a part of one of their productions. Had a really good time, and the people there are just amazing. So... Uh, Before we get into the interview, let me go through the business. Of course, if you'd like to reach us, we're here at DeadpanStudio18 at gmail.com. We're on social media, DeadpanStudio18 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget that little ad symbol. That's how you're going to find us. Uh, Of course, we stream on a number of places. Most importantly, we have Podbean uh, because that's our server. We love Podbean. Thank you so much. We Thank you, thank you, thank you, Podbean. We love you. Uh, deadpanstudio.podbean.com. You can go to the website following that link. You can also search for us in their search bar on the app, and you'll just find the little black and white logo of the D and the P and the S, and here we are. Uh, so if you'd like to get a hold of us, or get a hold of us, if you'd like to listen to us uh, outside of another Right out of your normal streaming service. Ugh, I'm going to get through this intro if it kills me. <laughs> um, anyway. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, and a bunch of others, too. Um, Don't forget YouTube. So check us out. And please, I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did with Mr. Sean Lindsay from Lindsay Productions. Joe Rogan always starts his by going, hello, friends. And I like to copy the best, but make it better. So, hello, friend Sean. How are you doing this evening? Oh, man, Matt, I'm doing great. How are you doing today, sir? I'm wonderful. Uh, clear skies, the humidity is down, and the temperature is just right. That is great. Yeah, I mean, I actually had a great day today. We actually got some more uh, work done on the studio today. It's actually, it was really nice outside today. Outstanding. Now, for those of us just joining us... Um, Lindsay Productions. You are Mr. Sean Lindsay. Now, this is sort of a, uh, I, know, I know you've been doing this for a few years now, but I guess in the grand scheme of companies and local production companies, this is still sort of a new and growing company, right? That's correct, yeah. As you said, we've, I've been doing some film work now for about three years. Well, no, wow, almost four years now. Wow, time goes by <laughs> quick. But yeah, I mean, we're still very new. We're still, um, you know, finding the best spot for us and everything but yeah we're, we're still new but yeah we've still got a lot of experience in the entire crew we have a, a lot of experience in the crew from different sectors and everything else but yeah it's, it's going really well 
Very cool. Now you said you were uh, working on your studio. What is that? What's that entailing? Well, actually, we just built a uh, a large studio here at my house. It's going to house um, a sound stage. It's going to be a uh, a thirty by forty sound stage with twelve foot ceiling, and it's also going to be a music recording studio as well because I've kind of dabbled into music uh, production here as well. So that that's very cool. That is very cool. So, so what kind of got you into this whole thing, man? Uh, did you just kind of fall into it, or is it, uh, is it just a love of film that got you into this? Uh, I mean, give us the details, man. What what got you into this? What dri- what's driving you? Well, what got me into it was driving me two totally different things. So, I hope you got time for a story. Absolutely. <clears throat> because what got me into this was back in 2016 when I had zero desire to care about film. I didn't care how a film was made. I didn't go to film school. I really had no desire to learn. But I did happen to be a Walking Dead fan. And we oh, just so aren't we all? <laughs> that's true. That's good. Um, and I just so happened to be going through Atlanta, Georgia on my way to Florida. And I said, you know what? I know they film here. So I'm going to take some time just to kind of run around, look at some of the sets, and just say, you know what? It's cool. I was there. Take some pictures. Well, it just so happened I was going to one of our stops in Sonoya, Georgia, which is the home of Woodbury from season three of Walking Dead. And right at the base of Sonoya, Georgia is where they built Alexandria. And it just so happened they were filming that day. No kidding. And literally they had hundreds of cops there cordoning off the area. I saw three or four techno cranes going, you know, they had so many things going. I'm like, well, this is cool as heck. (laughs) I go, because this place, there's thousands of people here. I mean, there's zombies. You can see the cash, you can see the crew, you can see all these cops, and they're tourists everywhere, too. I go, and they're filming, but yet when we see it on TV, it looks like there's nobody in the world left. I go, this is cool, the way they turn this bustling area into, like, a deserted wasteland. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go home and make my own zombie show. So (laughs) I kind of went home. I Googled how to make a movie. I Googled a film crew. I looked up tutorials of what a film crew consists of, how to build a film crew. I kind of found my story writer, my script writer, and just went to work. And then that was June of 2016, September of 2016, I shot my proof of concept. So, <laughs> Isn't that neat how, how that kind of goes? Everything just starts rolling downhill in a good way. Uh, I mean, just just like getting into you know podcasting, you, know, you, you started out by Googling how to, how to make a film. I Googled how to podcast. I mean, the world, like Google, YouTube, it's full of so much information right now that people can seize and and learn that I personally, you know, sort of like a Tarantino, I didn't go to film school. Tarantino didn't go to film school. He actually recommends people don't go to film school. Um, My uh, very first set, they say that one of the hardest things to shoot in film is the night scene. Mm -hmm. The next thing to do is shoot in the rain. And the third hardest thing to do is shoot a, a special effects scene. So my very first scene, I shot a special effects night scene in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> and didn't even, I didn't even think about it. And then my very first production, we almost had a car explode on me because it got overheated. <laughs> yeah, it was a heck of a way to start my very first production. But, you know, let's say go big, go home. And I learned more in that 18 hours of shooting that first night than I would in four years of film school. So, And sometimes that's the best way to go. I mean – uh, obviously doing stuff that we love to do. Um, I, I went to college and I got a degree in history. I have a bachelor's degree, minor in psychology. 
I do absolutely nothing with it. My day job, I work at a bank. That pays the bills. That keeps this show running. <laughs> but I understand I, that. I still work at 9 to 5, so I get it. I understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it just goes to show that if you really want to do something, if you want to know how to do something and then you do it yourself, the power of Google <laughs> and the Internet, there's no longer an excuse. No, that's true. No, you're, you're right. And that was, as they say, that hard step is always the first one. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I've talked with many different people, you know, from ages 20 to 28. And they're like, I haven't found my passion yet. I haven't found what drives me. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And it's like, you know what? Don't give up on it because I didn't realize I loved film until I was 30 years old. So, you know, it, when you find it, you'll know it. Yeah, so. I, I fell into this, you know, 35 years. I started at 35 years old, and uh, whew, I'm showing my age. Um, <laughs> and I. Last week, so it's all good. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I never once thought that I would have anything to say once I turn on the mic. And now I get told that I talk a little bit too much. So, yeah. <laughs> it's I thought I was going to talk too much, told me to shut up, but, you know. <laughs> oh, no, I figured that's just entertaining. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, um,. What is this whole thing of Lindsay Productions? I know we've kind of touched on it and we've explained a little bit, but what is Lindsay Productions? Is it just a film production, a TV show production company? What is it? Well, it started out as just a regular production company. You know, it was the uh, the company that I formed when I shot Remnant at 13, which was actually my first ever production that we were just talking about. Um and since then, it's kind of grown a little bit to, I mean, we do feature films, TV shows. Um, we do music videos. We have done some corporate work, but we're not really in the corporate market in, in as far as commercials and things of that nature. Um, but we're more in the film things. But we do equipment rental, with camera rental, grip rental, um, distribution, marketing, promotion for other filmmakers, and, and post-production. That's kind of our wheelhouse. Definitely, We definitely stick in, in narrative film for the most work but we are i've actually got a reality tv show that we're currently in development with and that's going to be an interesting project Ooh, I, i'm going to wish you luck on that because everything that i've ever heard of about uh, filming a uh, reality tv show is actually harder than filming uh you know a movie well <laughs> yes i see where you're going with that and i'm sorry to bust people's bubble here but reality tv show isn't 100% reality. Let's just say that. So <laughs> it, they say it's unscripted. So sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. Oh, no. I mean, it's it, it really is. It, and here's the deal. I can be the sweetest person in the world, but when I sign up to the show, I'm still playing whatever character they want me to play. Absolutely. That's just how that goes. They're going to tell you what they want you to do, what they want you to say. Because here's the deal. I mean reality as we all know it is not that dramatic and sometimes it is but you have to add that extra level of drama in order to get ready up so yeah it's a lot more scripted than people think it is yeah absolutely especially uh you know uh, it's it's acting i mean you step onto a set you're uh stepping into a role you're stepping into somebody else's shoes so i mean i can definitely see that a reality anytime a camera is on i mean even here recording my natural personality isn't this chatty uh, but once I turn this mic on, I, I get very chatty. So I almost take my natural personality and and uh, what was that movie? Um, 
said he'd just take your natural personality and you turn it up to 11. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spinal tap. Okay. So that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, you kind of get that. And of course, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was a part of that production for a day for, uh, that you all did with daydream catapult. Mm -hmm. yep, I have to, the... I do have to say that was a, I had so much fun doing that. And I, I mean, that's, that's not even just trying to, you know, boost your ego or anything like that. But I have to say, you know, um, you know, I did some work on uh, Nashville, uh, the TV series, and a couple of other little projects. But I tell you what, I actually had the most, absolute most fun working on uh, mistakes. Even well, though, you know, it's it's interesting how you say you had the most fun for such a serious, you know. Sure. I mean, obviously, it was definitely a, a very serious message and, and point that we want to get across with fighting addiction and things of that nature. But that's, like you told me, you asked me earlier, what got me into film and what drives me and keeps me in film because they're two totally different things. I told you the story about what got me into film, but now what keeps me going in the film is just what you said, the fun and everything else. Um, when I shot Remnant 13 in 2016, I didn't know pretty much anybody on that set. I had The first night I had over 100 zombies out. Um, I had some lead characters, and I had my director and people that I've been talking to through pre-production. Um, and now some of those people who were on that set whether they were the directors or some people on the crew are now some of my best friends. Um, and one of the zombies is now like one of my closest friends ever. Um, and I remember when I left that, that set the next morning, we shot for 18 hours. We shot from like six at night until like 11, 12 o'clock the next day that morning. And I was tired, but there was this high that you just get when you're on set and they call it getting bit by the set bug. Mm -hmm. And, now I just can't wait to get back on another set. So that's what keeps me. That's what keeps me going. That that family. I mean, it's a lot of these people have become like my family. I call them my film family. And there's just a, a camaraderie there, a familyness and, and close friendship that you just keep going. And that being on set has this euphoric feeling that to me is just amazing. So the, so that kind of tells me you sort of uh, you sort of keep the same crew to work with. Uh, do you have a lot of people filtering in and out uh, to work on the crew? Well, <clears throat> that depends. But for a lot of the time, yes, we have a there is a very big family here at Lindsay Productions that we've been working with a lot. But now we're always bringing people in. We we do workshops for people who are looking to learn film. Um, we do we'll do smaller types of sets where we'll bring people in to kind of learn this and that. And then as we do bigger sets, we obviously, we need a bigger crew. Um, but for some of our shorts, we'll be able to get away with the crew of five, six, seven people. That is our close knit family. Um, but then, like I said, yeah, we do workshops and we bring in several, so many different people, especially with Western here. We bring in some Western um, film crew from time to time. We have some Western film crew working on post-production for us on a couple of projects. So, yeah, while we are a film family and all that, we, we definitely love expanding our family as well. So Now, does that excite you that Western has started, uh, you know, expanding their film department and TV and media? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad of that. They need to. I mean, you have one of the biggest legends of horror from Western, who, who went to Western and him from Bowling Green. And I'm not sure if you hear anybody yelling in the background. I, I apologize for that. Oh, no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, John Carpenter is from here in Bowling Green, and he went to WKU. And I mean, they they have some information up there on him that they're kind of 
using it around their film department. So it, it's a, it's a great resource for, for people here. Um, I've met a lot of nice individuals from the film department here. So. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, people don't realize the uh, the untapped talent that ha- that is coming up that has been here and it has come through in the past. I mean, you just mentioned John Carpenter, but I mean, uh, we've also got, I mean, even Michael Rosenbaum, uh, who played Lex Luthor on Smallville. Uh, he was a big, he's a big proponent of uh, local theater. Um, and he actually ran a number of summer programs at uh, what used to be the the Phoenix Theater. I'm not sure what it's called now, if it still is or not, but the Phoenix Theater. Um, but it's just it's just really neat that the type of talent that can come through that area and you have the potential and the opportunity to be able to bring them in at some point, uh, you know, to do work on a project you might have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've met a lot of interesting people, a lot of people that I always felt that, were only on TV that I'd never see. And then I've met a lot of up and uh, coming people and everything else. So is my son really loud? No, you're fine. Okay. Cause I can hear him through my ears and I mean, my head's in here. This door is canceling. So I know he could be loud sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, that's one of the things about COVID. A lot of times you have to work at home anyway. So I, I recorded a number of episodes for, uh, for the podcast, uh, I had to hide myself away in a corner bedroom while I had three nephews, seven, five, and three, yelling up and down the hallways, just hoping and praying that I could get some decent quality sound. Yeah, I understand that. And I could be trying to sleep in my son. He, he don't care. <laughs> <laughs> don't care. As long as he's playing his games, all he cares about, right? That's right. That's right. Kids live on a, on a different plane than we do. <laughs> Apparently, I mean, I'm a huge gamer, so I can't say anything about, you know, gamers. I love my games, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. I want to close this door. Sure. Keep going. I got a long cord. Yeah. Uh, what uh, What was one of your, what's been your most favorite project so far and why? Hmm. That's an interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm going to have to say Remnant probably is was one of my favorites. I mean, it was my original one, but it was a big one. Um, most people start with short films, you know, five, seven minute short films. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a, a four part series and we got to put a lot of nice toys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so it, it was a big crew. I mean, it was, it was a, at times we had over 40 people on set as far as crew wise. So it, it was a fun, it was a fun experience because it kind of, I didn't step like, do a stepping stone into it. I kind of just jumped right into a, a pretty big lead production. So I kind of had to figure out what I was doing as I went and trying to figure out how to do it the right way. It was, I did a lot of things the right way and I learned out there's a couple of things I didn't do the right way. So <laughs> uh, I've learned from those, but like I guess that was probably my, my first, my first one was probably my, my favorite one because I guess we use a lot of nice toys. We actually built a process trailer for that show itself and actually the process trailer is still sitting in my backyard um <laughs> because sometimes a lot of people don't know that a lot of times a car scene is not actually shot the way it looks it's literally on a trailer being pulled by another vehicle <laughs> um and yeah that was interesting to build a to build a process trailer and use one of those and heck a lot of the crew that we'd worked with has never even seen one before so that was interesting <laughs> yeah the key to those is uh if a car is on a trailer being pulled, if you watch really closely on some of those TV shows and films, the actor's knuckles will relax. 
Okay. Yeah. You have to look that, very closely because they're not the ones in control and they're not having to worry. Correct. Yeah. They had a, and that's one of the reasons why we did it because some of the scenes that we did was supposed to be some dramatic dialogue and intense dialogue, mm-hmm. and we wanted them to be able to focus on that acting and that delivery instead of having to worry about the road in front of them. Um, one of the major problems with process trailers, and actually I, I had this in one of our shots, we tried to work around it, but if the process trailer is up too high, you can tell that it's not real. Right. Because um, either that car has a very big lift kit <laughs> attached yeah, to it. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we were able to lower ours down a little bit so that it was able to give those angles for the most part like we, like we needed them to. So, uh, so for those that don't know, uh, how about uh, – now, I've watched Remnant 13. It is available on Amazon Prime to stream, so everybody out there, check it out. It's really cool. But uh, how about uh, give the audience a little rundown about what Remnant 13 is. <clears throat> Remnant 13 is actually it's a zombie drama series that follows the life of a doctor who is, has good intentions of trying to save his daughter. His daughter has some sort of terminal illness that he is working very hard to try to cure and through that he makes some not so great decisions that end up backfiring on him and causing you know as they say the zombie apocalypse <laughs> um but then the question is was it intentional or was he sabotaged or was he just kind of naive so it's a, it's a four-part series on Amazon Prime, and actually it's about to be released on Roku on several different channels on Roku as well. So. Very cool, very cool. I have a Roku, so it'll pop up on my notifications, I would say. Um, now, after watching watching it, um, I just, I really kind of, I, I, I guess my question for this would be, obviously you can't take it in the same direction, but I th- sort of like with the title of it, and the way it was shot and of course the storyline itself do you think you would ever do like a an anthology series like a, like the next part would have you know have nothing i mean have a tiny bit you know to do with the original first series of you know the four episodes but did you did you think you would ever do something like a, we would go in a different direction but somehow still tie it to the original that's actually an interesting question. I never actually thought about it, to be honest with you. Um, we've had different ideas of possibly different seasons or continuing on with what we had. We even had talks about putting it into a feature. Um, but as far as the anthology, that's, that's an interesting interesting take on it that I actually hadn't thought about too much. So something I want to think, have to think about. Yeah, because I, I tell you what, as soon as I watched the last episode, I went, Oh, okay. So, because uh, I, I, I guess it was the way it was filmed. I, I just saw tiny bits of elements. And, of course, every, I'm, everybody gets ideas from everybody else. Obviously, Zombie Apocalypse is not an original idea, but the way you all did it was original, I thought. But you could see elements of a bunch of different things because a thousand ideas always marinate in somebody's brains, uh, in their brains, whether they realize it or not. So it's I could see uh, a little bit of play in there that reminded me of American horror story. So that's what got me thinking. That would be really cool if they went in a different direction, but still left a tiny seed that said, we're still, we're still kind of tied to the other. That's interesting. Well, that you bring up in series with American horror story, me and 
said my best friend we were actually doing a music video about the yeah, first of June, and we were talking about anthology series, and we were talking about how American Horror Story utilizes the same group of actors for almost every season, even though each story element of each season is different, mm-hmm. and they play different characters. It gives the overall cast they work with continued work for one, then gives them the ability to broaden their their talent and their acting ability. So that's that's an interesting thought. Um, of course, uh, obviously the big thing going on in the world right now, um, is the coronavirus COVID-19. Um, I did see that you are, you all have been currently working on projects. How has the COVID really affected, uh, your all's momentum? Well, it just like with any other industry, it, it shut things down for a while. Um, we had a couple productions that we were going to do around March and April that we've had to push back that still are just sitting there, you know, because they're going to require certain locations that we don't want to put people at risk at the moment. It's going to require larger groups of people. Um, so those are things we're, we're not ready to do yet. There's those kind of sitting there on the back burner simmering. Um, and I mean, it wasn't until June that we were able to actually get back on set doing things. And then you know, obviously we, uh, we try to keep everybody as social distance as possible. You know, we, we provide masks for um, for the crew and everything. Um, so it, it's starting to ramp back up a little bit. Um, we have another music video we're shooting uh, two weeks from now. Um, so, but we're doing on a very limited crew. Like our last our last year, we only had four or five crew members. You know, mm-hmm. the next crew will have two. So, you just gotta kind of take it as it comes. You know, kind of what you know the world's doing at the moment. So. Uh, where are some of your favorite places to uh, film uh, so far? Because, you know, you've got different sets and things that you work with, and I know you've filmed a little bit at your house because it makes for a great backdrop for a lot of things. It's a very nice home, by the way. <laughs> well, that's funny that you say that because we have shot, like, so many different short films here at my house. <laughs> and, uh, we've, we've actually made jokes that, okay, it's about time we move out of my house because everything is starting to look very similar. So, I mean, <laughs> I own multiple different properties that we've shot in. Um but I would say probably the coolest place that we shot in uh, is either going to be a high school, which was Tide County High School for Remnant, or the hospital. We shot in medical center. Um, that was very interesting. But like I was saying earlier, we're, we're building this new uh, studio here. We'll actually be doing a lot more actual building of sets and things of that nature so we can have a little bit more of a controlled environment. So. You know, the first thing I thought of when uh, you said that you filmed a, a lot of projects at your at your home, my first thought was, well, that's because you're building a a, a, a Lindsay Cinematic Universe. Well, it seems that way. I mean, if you actually look <laughs> at it, like I said, everything's here in this one location. And we kind of we've recycled some of the same actors, so it's kind of like they just jump different uh, dimensions there. So, and I, I've met I've met uh, a number of them, and I have to say that uh, the people on your crew were uh, amazing. They're so kind. Uh, the 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 actors themselves too were really kind it's like everybody was just happy to do it you know the even though a couple of them just looked like that <laughs> they'd been put through the ringer which of course by that by the point that i got to the set for uh mistakes um you all had already shot for a good long while anyway and I, i'm sure they were tired but they all just were so happy to be there which you know being on Nashville and a couple other things is you, you don't see that a lot. Well, I appreciate that. That's one thing that I want people 
to say about a limited production set is we we know what we need to do. We know the job at hand, and we know what we got to do. But a lot of people, this is a hobby. And it's not a, a full-time job for them sometimes. Um, so we want to make our sets enjoyable to be on. We don't want people to feel like we're at a 9-to-5 where we're constantly getting barked at. We're constantly getting you know talked down to and this and that. So we want to run a set that is very relaxed. I mean, it's focused on what we got to get done, but people can kind of enjoy one another. They, they have input. It's, a, it's actually a collaboration because art, film, music, whatever it is, is a collaborative effort. So we want everybody to feel comfortable and feel like they have a voice. And I believe that environment is what's kind of created this close-knit group of interviews that we have. And, I mean, you can definitely tell. Uh, just, you know, if you look on uh, you know your different forms of social media and you see everybody working – they're all hyper focused, and a lot of times when you're dealing with uh, you know the elements, uh, quote unquote Hollywood elements, and I use that term very broadly, not specifically for Hollywood, but I mean I, everything that goes along with the Hollywood aspect, whether it's actors and the tech crew and just the the production people, everything involved, you don't see everybody just so hyper focused like they do there, and it's not a. Uh, and it's not a I'm just trying to get this done type of thing. It's a I'm hyper focused because I'm having fun and I really want this to come out well. Yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> in the state of Kentucky, you're required to have a meal on set every six hours. Mm -hmm. um, and I know sometimes we'll be pushing and we try to never go over 12 hours with anything that we do on any of our sets. We try to stick to all SAG rules as we can as much as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, and there'll be people who'll be like, all right, we'll get in that 12 hours. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. And there'll be a lot of people who'll be like, no, let's just go ahead and get it done. You know, but, you know, we're we're in the moment. We're, we're good to go. Let's, let's just do it. And that's because everybody is focused on that same passion. Just, they want they want a good part to come out and, and in the end and get the same result in the end. Because sometimes, you know, especially with acting, you've got to get into character. And if you're not into that character, it could take you a while to get back into character or – you know, if you have a rhythm going and, and you break, or you know, whether it be for lunch, whether it be just for a break, or whether it be for overnight, it sometimes takes a couple hours to kind of get back into that rhythm. So, yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, I can't say enough about the crew that, that, that we work with. It's, they're a great group of people. So. Now, with everybody you've worked with, obviously don't name names, uh, but has there ever has there been an instance where you worked with somebody that you kind of regret working with uh, on one of your productions? Had a couple. <laughs> Diva? Uh, <laughs> well, I will say this. One of the biggest things that I tell all my actors, crew, anybody that I work with is leave your ego at the door. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't like egos. We're all we're all human beings. We're all in this together. Okay, you may, you know, work alongside, you know, a Brad Pitt or Tom you know, whatever. But that doesn't mean you're better than me. That's right. You know, doesn't mean you're better than my PA sitting over here. Doesn't mean you're better than my grip, or you're not better than this new actor coming up here. So, I don't like egos, and I've had some confrontations with that in the past, and it's been addressed. And that's that's my biggest thing is if I realize there's an ego uh, on board, we, we try to get rid of that because I don't I don't like working with that. Everybody is equal. We're all here for the same purpose, and if if you feel you're better than anybody else, then, then that it's not a place for you to be. Yeah, and what these you know what these people need to realize is, my philosophy is I don't care how good you think you are, 
I don't care who you've worked with that you've learned from or that you've taught. There's always somebody that's going to be there to see something that you didn't do right. Sure. I mean, every single character, I mean, we can sit here and start naming off Steven Spielberg movies that have errors in them. We can name movies that Tarantino did that have errors in them. Every movie has some sort of flaw, whether it is an acting flaw, whether it is a, a, a continuity flaw, whether it is someone forgot to leave a light stand standing in the middle of the thing. I mean, <laughs> it happens. Nobody's perfect, and nobody's better than anybody else. So it happens. Yeah. That's uh, it's sort of like, uh, you know, I, I do uh, theater as well, local theater. Well, obviously not right now because of corona um but i've done local theater and there's been some uh, I, i've been fortunate that i haven't worked with anybody that has had that kind of ego but i've definitely um been there to see them interact with the crew while i've either been watching the show or i've helped backstage and uh I, I tell you, I tell you what. There's nothing worse than going out there, and you can feel that you're, the entire cast and crew don't support you, and people don't realize that it's them. So, I mean, even though you've uh, you said you've, there's only been a, a a couple, I find that very fortunate. That just shows the kind of environment you uh, you build at Lindsay Productions. And I'm not just trying to, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to gloss you uh, gloss you over, or try to boost your ego. I just, you know, it's one of those things where there were a few times where in my experience is where I've not enjoyed anything that I've done and I've, I always dread it sometimes. Uh, but that has to be the most comfortable I've ever felt working with anybody so much. So that it's like, I come in, I sit down and, you know, while I'm waiting to, for, you know, my part to go in, we just start chit chatting. Like we've known each, uh, known everybody for years. Yeah. No, I mean, it, should be a, it should be a friendly environment. I mean, I've I've had people who you know who've worked on big sets. They've worked on big things like The Walking Dead. They've worked on Nashville. They've worked on several different of the big shows. And the thing about bigger shows is, well, and, and I mean it, it it comes with the territory. Bigger shows require more money. So when you require more money, you have to be a lot more. You have to have more people who are more. I'm not going to say disciplined because I feel we run a very disciplined set and and work on these things. But there's when you get into the big name, big money, stuff like that, you have people who are not as easygoing. You know, it's more cut and dry type of things. And that makes for sometimes a very uneasy atmosphere. Yeah, so. it does. Uh, now, you said you've had to put some, put some uh, projects on hold and postpone them. Uh, is there any that you can uh, really talk about in any sort of uh, detail that you uh, that would be coming up? Well, um, I'm literally, we're going to shoot a proof of concept this weekend in uh, Hansonville, Tennessee. We have another one slated for the middle of September, which is another proof of concept. Um, these proof of concepts are to be pitched for larger features. Um, and we have the short a short film that we're going to be shooting. That's one of the ones that, are, that is on hold. It's because it actually has a, a bar scene in it. Um, and with everything going on, the, the bar is up the safest place to be at the moment. So that one's kind of on hold. And, and literally, I just got through um, getting my first ever screenplay that I'm going to direct and produce myself in my story. I can't write it. I had to have someone else write it. But um, 
Oh, no, I can't write. I don't even try to write. Um, and we all have our strengths. <laughs> that's right. We definitely have some weaknesses, too, and that's, that's mine. Um, and it, it finally got done, and we're going to be starting fruit production on that really soon, too. I'll be doing a lot of actual set building for that, and it'll be shot here in Bowling Green as well. I'll be downtown some. So. Very cool. Now, for those that would like to know how to be a part of one of your future productions, how would they go about doing that? Well, I would say also the best way to do that right now is to look us up on Instagram or Facebook under Lindsay Productions. I would say you can go to our website, lindsayproductions.com, but I'm still working on it, and it's flawed at the moment. Um, I mean, it still has other ways to contact us and everything else, so you can still contact us that way, but it's just not as done as I'd like it to be, you know what I mean? So I hear you the same way with the deadpan studio, deadpan-studio.com. We're, we're, uh, we're still a work in progress. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've got a lot of stuff up there, but I keep changing stuff on it daily. So it's just not where I want it to be. So That's cool. Well, um, is there uh, is there anything else that you would like the audience to know or any uh, last words? Because uh, uh, I know the past couple of days uh, we, we've gotten busy and it's, you know, it sounds like you've you just you've got a lot of stuff going on, too, which is great, which is outstanding. I, I like when a especially local when local businesses start to thrive especially when it has to do with something i really enjoy and that's you know film and acting and uh you know anything like that um so uh do you have any uh do you have anything you'd like to uh say um as in look out for this or go here or anything like that well no i mean at the moment yeah i would just you know follow us on, on facebook and on instagram that's our our, our main follow follow ways because that's where we put out all of our casting calls as well um, so like I said, we do have a couple, couple of projects that are in the works and we're going to start casting for the one that I wrote here in the coming months. So if you, if you follow us on Facebook and on Instagram, that's going to be the first way to get a hold of that casting call. We'll put it up to a couple of the casting directors and casting sites as well, but that's, that's the main place that we, that we go to look for that. And you heard it here first, lindsayproductions.com. You can get them, uh, get them on Facebook, Lindsay Productions. Uh, same thing on Instagram. Check out Remnant 13 on Amazon Prime, and he said it'll be out on Roku on a few apps here soon. Be on the lookout for that. Um, check out the awesome music video for Mistakes that uh, they did for uh, Daydream Catapult and uh, Clay Agnew. So check that out. I was a part of that production. I enjoyed it. That's what got me really interested in wanting to talk to this uh, gentleman one-on-one for this uh, podcast for this episode so check that out you can find it on youtube um mr sean yes yeah, daydream catapult mistakes so yeah no, go ahead sorry about that oh no you're fine you're fine <laughs> i was gonna say i thank you so much for uh, being on here uh with me uh today for deadpan studio presents um i know that uh the listeners are going to enjoy this because they're getting a little bit of insight into how things are working locally with uh, film. So thank you, sir. I, thank you for your time. And I appreciate you having me on. It's been a great evening. So, All right. And uh, thank you audience. We'll catch you on uh, with an outro here as soon as we are done with this. And there you have it. That was Mr. Sean Lindsay from Lindsay Productions. Thank you, Sean. Thank you so stinking much for doing this for us uh, and being on here with us. Uh, I hope you had a good time because I know I sure did. I learned a lot, and I really hope that things get to go into big old full swing in the future and then I can be another part of your one of your productions. Um, 
it's a great production company to use. They have great quality and all the things that he was talking about that he uh, been a part of and is going to be a part of. This is a very exciting time because it's a you know it's a time of growth, and we kind of need that. We the the interview and the energy that he had, you know, talking about his passion, is a lot of what we need right now, especially during the Corona pandemic, COVID nineteen. So check him out. I'm going to keep up with him. I follow him on Instagram. I follow him on Twitter, and I definitely follow him on Facebook, so you all do the same. So, as always, if you'd like to reach us, we have our emails, deadpanstudio18 at gmail.com. Uh, we have our social media, at deadpanstudio18 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the three biggies, and don't forget, we're on all those streaming services. We're on 12, hopefully 14 before long in the next few weeks we're just waiting for approval and also a little surprise jump for another so uh but the important ones right now just because they're the ones that give us the most listeners and please i hope our listener base grows and all these other streaming services but right now our top ones right now are itunes stitcher google podcast TuneIn, spotify uh iHeartRadio's actually got a nice little bump for us youtube and podbean yeah. So, next week we've got an interview with with a Mr. Daniel Ruffing. Cat and I had a really good time speaking with this uh person. He's a musician, a teacher, uh as you can see, um I'm not sure the exact terminology for that. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> That's what happens when I'm in here recording this by myself. Cat usually picks uh picks up where I'm slacking. But anyway, um he writes music. He plays instruments. He's a brilliant mind. He's very fun to talk to. And uh, he happened to do this little musical about a Miss Jenna Marbles, which I'm sure a lot of my listeners are very familiar with. Um, and honestly, I thoroughly enjoy because she cracks me up. And we all need a little more Jenna right now while she's taking her uh, hiatus, which I completely understand. That's why we here at Deadman Studio Podcasts that uh, we end up taking hiatuses after every show just so we can recharge and push forward. So hopefully she'll decide to come back and entertain us some more, not because we need, we need her to, but it's something that she's always enjoyed. And I hope that she's able to choose to come back and do that. So anyway, aside from Jenna, aside from Mr. Daniel, we'll see you next week. Audience. We'll see you next week too. Take care guys. <laughs>